Come on. Show everyone your voice, come on. <laughs> Nick's still refusing to talk. Nick's doctor told him that he's not allowed to talk for two weeks. And um, that's, as you may have noticed, the National Day of Celebration. <laughs> there was there oh. was, there was, was three weeks ago, though. It was, and yet you're still broken. What on earth is wrong with you? Oh, I'm doing 62, hello. Yes, hi, hi, hi. What are we not discussing? We're not discussing today whether we've forgotten how to make a good English cuppa. That's true. We're not discussing We're not that. discussing that. And not discussing very much. As you can hear, my voice is still quite wonky. What's wrong with you? Well... I went to a real doctor yesterday to ask a real very question. I'd been to a GP before. You've so been to a homeopath and an acupuncturist. Well, worse, a GP. Oh, yeah. So, so now I, I, I was referred to a real doctor mm-hmm. in a hospital called Chase Farm Hospital, which is literally in the middle of what was a farm. That's even sillier than the Bath Mineral Water Hospital. Which we did see, yes. yes. Bath Mineral Water. Actually hospital. real. A hospital for mineral water. That's, That's where they do, bad. but they do proper hospitals. It's not like a mad place. They do proper hospital. Good heavens. They have like, yes. arth- they do things for broken arms and not, uh, you know, stuff. Well, well, the hospital I went to was was falling down, yeah, as you might imagine, and flaking, mm-hmm. and very very dirty, as many hospitals yeah, are. That's right. Well, MRI say is good for you. They yeah. Found, so. so so I went in to see the ENT specialist. Mm-hmm. Went into his little little room, and it was as if I were entering an insalubrious male toilet, and that was his that was his surgery. Yes. Um, and I sat down on the chair, and he had various apparatus to, you know, little lights on to look up my nose and down my throat and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he got this one sort of prongy thing with a light on the end just to look up my nose. He said, look, look back. Obviously, why is he looking up my nose anyway? Yes. Uh, hold on, it's going further up my nose than I... Oh, it's <laughs> going up my nose and down my throat. It would have been quite nice if he told me you that, that this is the camera. Yes. It would have been nice if he would have said, as I start to feel things... You know when you... When you drowninglishly breathe in seawater through your nose, mm-hmm. imagine that feeling just being constantly there, and then you've got the gag reflex as well. Oh, that's nice. So you'd have thought a little warning would have been Well, maybe nice. he's learned that it's better not to warn. Maybe people are better prepared not to be prepared. Yes, or maybe he's just a sadist. Yes. <laughs> and he had a look, and he said, oh yes, on one of your vocal cords, there's a traumatic polyp. A polyp. So I said, "Oh, polyp. Does that mean that it's cancer?" Just, "Oh no, you don't fit the profile." Oh, that's I, nice. I'm so glad that he's just using the power of statistics, <laughs> right. rather than anything more empirical, to determine it. He says it looks it looks like it's trauma, though. So I mustn't whisper or shout. Apparently, whispering oh. is one of the most stressful things you can do to your vocal cords. How interesting! Because you're holding them like that, oh, okay. and you're kind of holding them in the most uncomfortably unpleasant way for them. So. I am going to be referred to a speech and language therapist Wow! to teach me how to talk properly without upsetting my vocal cord while it's in this stress. Aww. I don't think I shall turn up. How did it get up so upset? Um, it's possible that when I had a cold, mm-hmm. I did some public speaking thing or whatever mm-hmm. and upset it and then didn't allow it when to... When you say public speaking, do you mean ranting in the park? <laughs> well, it's public and it is speaking. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> So, that's, but why will you not go? Maybe this person will teach you how to get better. Maybe no. But so I mean, crippled after but, but three or four weeks. It's more than that because you remember when we did our um, our separate halves. Yes. Yeah. I, I had, remember I had a cold then, mm-hmm. and my voice was quite bad. It was going. I think it was at that point. Maybe it was the podcast. Ah, uh, yes. See, I very sensibly brought Laura in. 
Whereas you did not bring Victoria and that's how come you're so ill. That's, yep, it's wrong doings. It's where you went wrong. It is where you went wrong. Can we sue the listeners? Yes. Do you think? I'm going to sue all the listeners. Excellent. The listeners might be interested to know a bit about Victoria this, this week. Before we go on to talk about your wife's breasts, yes. um, we should open our drink for this week, which I discovered in a shop. A shop? shop, they're calling it. Are they, do they, do they call, call it a shop? A shop. A shop. Um, it is very Rowan Atkinson. Shop. shop. Innis and Gun mm-hmm. Rum Cask. That's the word rum. That's why I got it. Mm-hmm. It's oak aged beer. I thought. Hold on a moment. I thought you said it was a rum. <laughs> Full bodied Scottish beer, bursting with fruity and spicy notes. I don't understand what the rum cask bit means, but it says rum right there. Well, it's, it's made in a barrel that contained rum, so it's got homeopathic rum in it. Since discovering the secrets, enjoy your maturing beer. Beer. And oak, oh, I and oak barrels. We have been on a journey of further discovery, which has led us to some pretty incredible... Do you think any... Do you think any Scotch man has ever actually said, Och, I the new? I hope not. I hope they've never said it. I do hope not. In the Did history like of Scotchland. I went from Scottish to Dalek. Yes. Quite quickly there. Rum cask is one of our firm favourites. Let's open it. That's my Welsh at work accent there. Yes. Um, well, you are Welsh. A slow maturation using American oak and rum-infused oak has imparted this beer with a delicious warming character that is bursting with fruit and lively spiciness. Let's open it. It's made a big claim for itself. It has, hasn't it? I fear its claim shall be sadly unfruitful. It smells like beer. When it is reified into our nose. Does it just smell like beer, beer? No, it smells like, it smells well it smells oaky, to be mm. twattish about it. Oaky beer. Oaky beer. Should we pour coffee over myself then? Should we try some? Mmm, let's try. I like that. Do you not yeah. like it? It's treacly. It is very treacly. Mm, like proper treacle. Like a dark yes. uh, licorice treacle. It did surprise me a bit. Mm. Tastes like old man beer, but it's quite nice. It's a sort of flavour you'd hope would come from an old man beer, but yes. it doesn't. If it were f- weren't fizzy, it would be an ale. This would be very good beer to make a stew from. Oh, yes, a beef stew. A beef oh. casserole thing. Yeah. I'm going to save the rest of it to make a beef... I'm going to buy more, but another bottle to make yeah. a beef stew. That's yeah. very... I, I approve. Yes. I don't know if I can taste any rum to it, but... No, no. It's just an infusion. Well done. Well done. Everyone involved. Yes. So, uh, your wife's breasts. Let's talk about those for a bit. You will have heard in the real news... Because the real grown-up news on the TV. It's, it's been well, it was on the TV, but I think Metro. It was in the Metro Sun, Daily Mail, Daily Fox Mail, News, Fox News, in the, local Fox News L- in America, LA uh, Times, got into the New York Times as well. Did bizarrely. it? Um, BBC highly web, researched top top story in the BBC News website. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah, in which section? Number one. No, you know the number one most shared. Oh, is it really? Yeah. For oh, two fantastic. days. Oh my goodness. So remember the lady who. Gave her, her booby milk for ice cream. That was Victoria. And the milk was Judith's, so... That's right. <laughs> little did you know. Or maybe It you wasn't were... Judith's milk, it was Victoria's milk. You <laughs> didn't milk your baby and give it to an ice cream parlour. No, it, it was milk for Judith, which oh, had been stolen by the ice cream parlour. What a bad man, saving yes. milk from the mouth of a baby. So everybody, of course, goes, it's disgusting. Isn't that so gross? I want my milk to come from other species. Yes, but what that was, that was what I was on, was just amusing reaction. And so, of course, 
what's happened is now that Westminster Council have confiscated it because it's <laughs> could been... it actually take it? Yes, it's been co- they're the, scuffing it away the in last, their offices. The last scoop has been confiscated because they say it could be endanger public health. That's right. It's not fit. <laughs> Tell for all the it's not fit for humans. Tell all the babies, <laughs> babies, watch out! Your drink is not safe. I mean, the fact that breast milk is claim. the fact that breast milk is basically um, sterile and is in fact antibacteriological. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even if it had viruses in it, the fact that you boil the milk and pasteurise it before you make the ice cream would kill you know, those viruses, and the fact that Victoria had to have a blood test before to confirm she didn't have any of these viruses is irrelevant, because they do, of course, also sell um, unpasteurised cheese just down the corner from the, um, <laughs> from the shop. But the, the two men, apparently, who were upset by this, complained. Uh. It's not fit for human consumption. Why is it always so they men? Said, so they said. So they said to um, Westminster Council, "What are you testing for?" And they, we don't know. <laughs> they just knew to, they had to confiscate it for no reason. <laughs> it's a bodily fluid, unlike cow's milk, which doesn't come from a body. That's right. They said, "But but breast milk is for babies." And he said, "Yes, and cow's milk and cow's <laughs> milk is for cows." Cows. Yes. <laughs> at least it's it, at least it's one not one step away. <laughs> People are very strange, aren't they? Mongolians are. Mongolians always have breast milk. It's just, Do they? It's a cultural taboo. But it's sad. I mean, that was the point we're making. You know, if breast milk weren't seen as this peculiarly, mm-hmm. slightly sexualized, weirdly taboo thing, um, we'd have a lot of a, a nation with a lot more healthy babies and happy mothers who didn't fail to breastfeed so often because they didn't get the help they need. Mm-hmm. And their milk supply then dried up because they didn't keep up the supply yeah. and it didn't turn into a big deal. Uh, so the fact that people have reacted so weirdly is kind of grist to the mill, to use a cliche. Now, I believe they paid very generously for this breast milk for the donations they were receiving. To be honest... It wasn't so much for the breast milk, it was really because they were paying for it to have lots of interviews and okay. enter the media circus and get the blood test and all of that kind of thing. I was going to say, would you consider having a second child just to keep the flow up? If the rate continued <laughs> yes. at the way they were paying, uh-huh. yeah. yes, because it really was... You could call that child cash cow. Cash cow. Yeah. So sorry, you're having... Actually, no, I wouldn't even have to give it formula because there are plenty of women who breastfeed twins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one booby would have the pom-pom, the other booby would have the baby. There you go. Sounds like a oh, good deal to me. You'd be rich. You would be rich, and all you'd have to buy is a few more Mr. Kipling slices to keep up the supply. That's right. <laughs> Actually, I have a business proposition. <laughs> is that what you say to Victoria to lure her into bed? Well, also, honey, I've got a business proposition. Actually, actually, there's also something funny about um, breast milk ice cream as well, in that it's the only dairy ice cream that a vegan can have. Is that right? Of course it is. Yes. Well, why wouldn't it be? Of course, you'd have, it is. you'd have to be a very confused vegan <laughs> if, if you refused it. I think this particular breast milk ice cream was mixed with other creams and so on in order to eke it out because yes. <laughs> one woman wasn't able to produce enough to feed thousands of people How because rude. Jesus wasn't present to right. multiply the breast milk. That's my favourite uh, parable. That is yes. Um, mm-hmm. My housemate's recently become a vegan, and I asked her whether she would consider eating human, and she said no. So I found a little. Ask her whether she would I drink breast milk. milk. Yes. Or more interestingly, whether she would feed her baby with breast milk. I'd assume so. It would be quite odd if they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I hate vegans who feed their cats vegan diets. Oh, that's cool. There are some who do that, and yes. that's really nasty. It's stupid. And the cat goes blind because it doesn't get the right taurine or whatever it is mm-hmm. and so on. But still, at least they think they're being ethical by being vegan. It's very confused to have an animal that you control yes. and then say you're not allowed to eat other animals that someone else controls. Yes. I don't know. Having, a vegan having a pet seems a bit contradictory to me. 
It does seem... But I much prefer someone to be a vegan than a vegetarian. At least there's some honesty to that and some consistency. Well, if you're a vegetarian, then, as I've said before, you need to eat lots of veal. Mm Mm-hmm. Because all these calves we're talking about, what do you think happens to them? Yes. And if you don't eat them, guess what happens to them? They either get pulped or sent abroad and put in crates and given a very Mm -hmm. stressful life. So eat... If you're a vegetarian, make sure you eat good pink British veal. Yep, definitely. Yep. And chicken and beef and well, not necessarily. Pork. I mean, certainly, certainly, if you have eggs, you need to eat chicken. Yes, that's right. Mm. Otherwise, don't know what you expect to happen to those layers after they stop laying. And if you eat bacon, you really ought to have pork chops as well. Yes, if you're a vegetarian, you eat bacon. <laughs> you eat bacon. I think there's quite a few of those. Yes. <laughs> I think that's not uncommon. Tell me about that Welsh policeman. The Welsh policeman. Oh, this is a fun story. So outside my house... Because John's been basically trying to tell me this all day. I've been, we've been putting off telling <laughs> yeah. the story, saving it for the podcast. This had better be good. Oh, yes. yes. And we get to pull out my incredibly dodgy Welsh accent. Well, you are Welsh, um, so you're allowed half to. Half Welsh. So I'm half... Do a half a Welsh accent. Um, and then can I interrupt you and say, hold on a moment, I didn't know you were doing Pakistani. Pakistani. Yeah, we can do, can that. do when that. When I start doing the Welsh accent, you can throw that in. Well, remember, that was one of the rules. You've got uh, a month uh, left, April 1st, I believe, that the law comes in. That was one of the I have another law that I'm bringing in as well. Oh, tell us quickly now. Okay, I'll tell you before you give your mm-hmm. anecdote. I was driving here today on the motorway to this studio, and a chap in the middle lane decided he'd want to pull into the right lane, even though I was parallel to him at that time. Right. Um, and he decided to start moving without really checking. Mm-hmm. I then had to slightly swerve almost into the grassy bit before the barrier happens. I hooted, and fortunately he noticed, because he hadn't bothered yes. indicating or checking his blind spot. Yeah, of course not. Now, you know, we've been taught... BMW or Audi? Um, it was a BMW. OK. And we were taught... Um, when we were in our driving lessons, and indeed I think it's in the highway code, that you only need to indicate if you believe that there's an ambiguity or people are there to notice. Okay. So, for example, if it's in the middle of the night, you apparently don't need to indicate, or if you're just going into a parking space and nobody else is there. Yeah. Um, no, the new law is if there is any chance that you'll be changing your coordination such that indication will help, you have to indicate. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I apply that rule you have to already. indicate even if it's three in the morning mm-hmm. there's no one else on the motorway you can see a mile down that way and a mile behind you there's nobody else there you still have to indicate okay you're fair. parking in a parking space in your in your own garage <laughs> and you're <laughs> yes. moving from one side to the other yeah. you still have to, still indicate. Have to indicate so that's the law now good okay. when does that law come in it actually came in last week okay yeah so, so have there been any arrests so far well, this man and I hooted at. Mm-hmm. I he's almost like an arrest. He's, he's in a lot of trouble. He was one of those BMWs... In fact, if he's listening, we need him to turn himself in. You know those nasty lights that circle the light? It's like a circle of light. Oh, yes, those bright... They look evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's one of those. Yeah. It's uh, funny how the cars look e- as evil as they clearly are. Yeah, and then we had another BMW experience today, which was fun too. Oh, yeah. yes. No, it was an, that was an Audi. Oh, that was an Audi, sorry. Of course yes. it was an Audi. I love that. One of which. It's going yeah. to be one or the yeah. other. Yes, parking. Who decided to park in two parking spaces rather than one? Because he's an Audi. Because there's an Audi can do what he likes completely unnecessarily. Fortunately, there. Well, was... yes, the great. There's a great piece of news to add yeah. on the end of this. Fortunately, there, there was a um, discarded traffic uh, ticket. When you say discarded, a fixed penalty notice that someone had clearly yes. ripped off their car and ignored is going to get them in an awful lot of trouble. But was fortunately still sticky. Yes. So, 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 so I stuck it to his windshield, and I notice he's left with it. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he might. It would be funny if he doesn't notice that the um, car registration is different. different. And he writes a furious letter to the council. Or just pays it. Or pays it would be even better. <laughs> yes, which he should because he's an evil Audi. Even Audi. Evil if you selfish remember, remember what we said about um, about the death penalty, if you drive an Audi or BMW, 
There's no extent to that as well. You're not allowed to listen anymore. Is that right? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Somebody asked... Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. We're not, we're not suggesting that they should face the death penalty. We're no. saying if you yeah, endorse yeah. the death penalty, please don't listen to our podcast. Yeah. We, we genuinely have or no drive interest an Audi in, or BMW. in your listening. Yeah, Audi and BMW drivers. Yeah, even if you're a nice one, sell your car and then carry on. Somebody asked me on Forum Spring, you know the thing you've abandoned in a usually coquettish way? Um, somebody asked me... <laughs> on, um, I've got a hundred questions waiting on Forum Spring. Well, I got an email you that. Will, will you answer them? Uh, if I get round to it. I got a bit bored of it. I had answered two and a half thousand questions, which you're felt so like quite a lot. You're such a dilettante. I know. <laughs> I answer all of mine. And yes, but I bet you so haven't got to two and a half thousand yet. I will continue to answer. You'll see if you and, carry on and when. That. And somebody asked me whether, if somebody a la Dignitas were committed, well, and you'll see why I mentioned Dignitas, mm-hmm. committed a crime and were offered the death penalty and accepted it, right? should he be allowed to accept it and the state to do it? And I said, no, too dangerous. And the state's not there to fulfil somebody's death wish. Yeah, that seems fair. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now, well, see if he wants to die so much, commit suicide. Yeah. Say, guess and book, guess it's not that difficult. <laughs> now, I've done it seven times. Have you? Yeah. Succeeded each time. I no. should like no one listening to this podcast to commit suicide because it really pisses me off. It does. Suicide is the most selfish thing you can it do. It used to be a capital crime. As well it should be. It, it used to be. It's I, do, I don't have any problem with that. Suicide is so phenomenally selfish. It's very selfish. Selfish, nasty people mm-hmm. should be killed. Yeah, I reckon. Now tell me about this Welsh. This policeman. Welsh man. Okay, so now outside my house is space for th- on the road. Is space for three cars to park. Possibly four. I know. At a push. If, if I push one of the cars <laughs> off the parking spaces, yes. and such, and it's not difficult because someone's marked four smart cars. Someone's marked the parking spaces on the road. I've seen that. And there's little white lines on the curb to show you how you can easily break it down to three. Three long cars. You could fit three hefty Volvos Mm. could park there without any problems. Mm. Um, Almost inevitably, there's only two cars out there because someone will have just dumped their car, just ditched it diagonally upside down across three of the... Somehow taking up three spaces with one car. Become an honorary BMW for the day. That's right. Or indeed, Bean and BMW. Um, And this drives me absolutely crazy because I just like to park outside my house as a a rule. Yes. And... um, Okay. As, is, as is the right of Engli- every Englishman. Every Englishman outside his castle. Mm. Um, and so I, I, what I tend to do is leave notes on the windscreens. Poems? I, I just in- inventively read messages that Laura tells me off for. So I have, I had one the other day that said, people park, people often park like idiots out here, but yours is something really special. Mm. And notes like that, just to kind yeah. of mock them for being so selfish. Mm. Um... Uh, so the other night this happened again and Audi was uh, shockingly enough was um, a giant really yeah it wasn't Audi it wasn't Audi genuinely oh, good. <laughs> uh, was taking up two spaces oh no maybe it was a Mercedes maybe I'm wrong maybe it was a Mercedes no it was an Audi let's say it was an Audi mm. for, the, for, the, for, the, for the poetry of it because I can't mm. remember but it was huge and it was taking up two spaces for no reason whatsoever it left a good five feet between him and the other car so nothing could park in it and was dangling over the next space so what I tend to do in this situation is I back my car up into the remaining area of the space on the corner until our bumpers are touching to whichever car does it this is my general rule I uh, I will park uh, in as much of my space as I can possibly get just a second I do that yes I touch the bumpers but then I pull apart by about half a Mm centimetre so they can't get me on that but it's still very annoying for them so that's what I do. Is like he had no problem getting out because he do had this you do vast... w- did you literally touch? Yep, they were touching. See, that was where you made the mistake. No, no, there should have been half a millimeter, half a centimeter or something. Okay. Well, this is what I did. This is the point that I did to make to make the point that you know you're you're this yes. is how what space you've left me with. Yes. So um, uh, I get this knock on the door, and there's this man there. He looks in his. How do you know 50s. that this was your door? 
and he just because it, it was outside this house, so he knocked on the door and said, "Excuse me, is that door? Is that your car there? Are you going to Welsh? She's from Wales, all the Welsh. Is that your car, boy? Exactly. So he said, "I just me. come from the main. Is that is that your car, boy? He said, "Yes, not quite what he oh, said." Oh, in fact, he said, "Glenfrey, Frothis, Rebordsmuth, you." That's what he said. Yes, it's uncanny. Our landlady is Welsh. She's a huffy puffy Welsh lady. Yes, and she goes, "Oh no, oh it's absolutely terrible, isn't it? Oh, it's so much work, Gordon. It's going to be so difficult to do that." Oh, oh, so she doesn't bother. So that's right. Mm. Uh, so our house is falling down. So um, yeah, so he's asking, "Is that your car there?" And I said, "Yeah," and he says. Do you know that what you've done is a road traffic accident? And I said... <laughs> I laughed and went, no, it's not. He goes, that's a road traffic accident. And I said, no, it, no, it isn't. I'm just touching your car. And he said, I'm an ex-police officer and I'm telling you that that's an accident. I said, it's obviously not an accident because our cars are touching. So I'm normally very polite, but this was such an outrageous beginning. I, was just, I couldn't help but laugh because it was so funny. And he said... If you've done any damage to my car, that car, that cost me £30,000. Oh, yes, I imagine it did. I think it probably did. It was huge. And I said, right, but that's not an issue, is it? Because I haven't done any damage. If you've caused any damage to my car, I worked very hard for that. I worked very hard for that car. And if you've done any damage... How many many bribes did you take for it when you were a policeman? I was thinking, police officer with £30,000 to spend on a car. Good deal. (laughs) Yes. Um, Lots of rogues on the street. That's right. And so I said... I said, if you hadn't parked... And he kept interrupting me. I, had to, I eventually managed to say, if you parked in one space, it wouldn't have happened. And he says, you cannot do that. You cannot park your car like that. That's an accident. You cannot... And I said, if you had parked in the space provided... I did not! I said, no, you have. Your car is a good four feet into, over into two spaces. No, it isn't! I was like, oh, and this is... So I'm like, oh, he's used, he's used to contradicting evidence right. in court. That's right. <laughs> no, I did not hit him. <laughs> it's like, that's, I said, look, well, this is silly. Let's just go out and look, because I'm right. And I said, okay, then, let's go and have a look. And I said, okay. And we walked out, and <laughs> I said, here's the marking on the pavement, and here's your car. It's like four or five feet over. And he was like, well, if you've done any damage to my car... <laughs> it's like, so just the denial of the parking yeah. over the space was gone out the window. And, and what and, damage did you do? And, I, 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 and he said, um, I'm going to pull my car forward. Now you're up to you. I'm going to pull my car forward. We're going to have a look. And if there's any damage, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be paying Surely for he it. must have found something. Oh, look, there's a bit of well, dust. The dust has been moved. I said, I said um, well, we're not going to find any... I'm laughing out loud now. This one. I just can't help myself. So we're not going to find any damage, are we? Because I haven't hit your car. You should have said, if I've damaged your car, I will pay for the damage. <laughs> but no, I wasn't going to make that offer. But I was saying, I obviously haven't damaged your car. So you pulls forward and if he pulls forward into the parking space entertainingly enough um, and gets out to go around there it's, not, it's night time so he goes around the back and he can't see anything so I said do you want to borrow a torch and did he say <laughs> yes which was such a brilliant line. did he say yes I was so proud of him because he had to say yes he was Yes, I would like to borrow a torch. <laughs> so I went into my house, got him a torch. Gave you like to a him. tea <laughs> while you look. I'll help you find the no damage. And he gets this torch <laughs> and he crouches down to his bumper. Such an Audi owner. And he's inspecting it like um, uh, like he's like a, a, a fine jewellery merchant. Um, and he's scanning, he's scanning along like incredible. And he stops. He's it is called something. it is called a bumper. Though. Yes, I know. It's not it's not called a pristine. <laughs> So he's, he stops like <gasps> his entire body just tense with utter delight, and he goes oh, and then he wipes off the dust, and he's oh, and it was a bit of dust, and he carries on all the way along, and he goes all the and then he goes all the way back the other way again, the slightly bit lower down this time. He's going oh, and so I'm la- I'm just laughing my head off now, and I'm saying look, there's nothing there because I didn't hit your car.
He goes, oh, and he finally gets, he's finished inspecting. He hasn't found anything. He's not willing to admit that. Hands him back the torch says, I'm going to have another look tomorrow in the daylight. And if there's any damage at all, I'll be back here and you'll be paying for it. I said, well, you won't be coming back, will you? Because there isn't any damage. You just look. You should have said, Lord Jesus be with you. You should have said that. (laughs) And he got into his car and drove off in a very big huff. And so when he came back the next day, he didn't. Strangely enough, he didn't come back because there wasn't. Any I hope, I hope when stuff. he drove off, there was a lot of revving. That's a road traffic accident. That is. You see, that was your mistake. You should have left half a centimetre because it would have pissed him off just as much. But he wouldn't have. He didn't have anything. I hadn't done any damage. No, but you touched him. It's like you know, you touched his winky. <laughs> I did. It was very much like I just came along. It and was stroked my hand across his. And penis. let's be honest, that car is his winky. That, his car is very much his penis. <laughs> so that's what you did. You're basically cupping his balls. <laughs> it was very entertaining. And it was um, my housemate was in the kitchen and she was looking on at this, just going, oh no, what's John doing now? Just hiding from the whole situation. But coward. I'm... Is she the vegan? <laughs> She's not a coward. Cowardly vegan. It's not a coward at all. She's Cowardly vegan. She should have come out and with a rolling pin yeah. and her curlers in her hair. <laughs> curlers in her hair. That's what she should have done. Yeah. Now, if Laura had been in the house, I'm sure she would have. Yes, Laura would have seen done that. But Lisa has no... Uh, How's Laura? beholden to me. How's Laura? She started her new job. What's she doing now? What's she killing these days? Pigs. All right. She's um, working on new techniques for heart, heart bypass surgery. Working on a project doing that. Is she doing some surgery then on pigs? No, but she can observe a heart bypass anytime she wants. On a pig. She's very exciting. Not Only a human, a human being. And a pig? No. Um. <laughs> they very rarely perform heart bypass surgeries on pigs. Why? Um, because they just tend to eat <laughs> what about them. If the pig? What about if the pigs got a On the donor list. Yes. <laughs> this piglet's died. Please, one mother pig, sign this form. I <laughs> I want to preserve my piglet. <laughs> I believe in some ancient voodoo gods that say if my mm. body is decimated. Well, only a tenth of the only a tenth of the body is buried. Yeah. yeah. I almost caught you there. You to <laughs> I was well aware. You had to save it. Oh, give myself a headache doing that Welsh man. I won't Every time it. I tell that story, I've told it a couple of times, I get a headache at the end of it. It's a lot of energy that goes the, into going, that's a road traffic accident, that's, that, that is. That's why the Welsh are so grumpy. It's very loud. Is it? Because they've all got headaches from having yes. to do their accent. Yes. And the coal dust. Yes. Um, so. And the slag. I won't say why. Don't be, don't be rude about the ladies. <laughs> I won't say why, because it's, you're not allowed to, but you recently went to Sweden. I'm not, of course I'm allowed to say. You're not. Did, not. did you t- tell me what you thought of the place? It was very expensive. I had I have a very pe- crikey. I have a very peculiar impression of Stockholm because mm-hmm. when I went there, it was boiling hot. It was like thirty yeah. degrees and massive blue skies. For me, Skaras Stockholm is this kind of tropical place, but for you, I imagine it was slightly different. It was extremely. What was most amazing about Stockholm was that it was snowing all the time, but it was perfectly blue sky. Oh yes, that's nice. and I thought. Where's the snow coming from? This is bizarre. And I pointed this out to some locals thinking, they say, oh yeah, it happens all the time. And they, were go- they said, uh, that's weird. Completely blue sky, heavy you know, snow that if it were falling in this country, we'd be, like, we'd be shutting down the airports. Of course. Was falling out of a blue sky. Mm. Made no sense whatsoever. That's how dedicated Sweden is to snow. Yes. <laughs> it will snow even when it's not cloudy. Yes. Um, so it was very snowy, extraordinarily slippy. All the pavements were thick, a good inch thick with ice. And as I got there, I was slipping and sliding everywhere, feeling, oh gosh, I must be, it looks so much like a tourist not being able to walk on the pavements. Yes. But then I realised no one else could either. Or sidewalks. Also, well, it's, it's Sweden, is, Sweden is very American. That's the is other it? interesting thing. Yes. Um, what do you mean? All these things are how they, you would expect them to be in America rather than in Britain. So, for instance, paying for your food, you get the, they take your card, they swipe it, they then bring it back, and then you sign the, they, they, then you sign the, the tip. 
and they'll go back to the machine and add that on after you've left, which is the American way around. Whereas in, in the UK, we, we recognise that as an opportunity for quite extraordinary fraud mm. and don't allow that to happen. Um, so you pay for things in the American style. Um, they use the Americanisms for, for in their English language for everything. Um, that seems odd. Yeah, it's a very interestingly American place. Yes. I ate my dinner, unfortunately, in a pizza hut. Why? The area I was in there was really nothing nonsense, else. Nonsense, you were just unimaginative. Str- no, I really tried to be more imaginative, but there was... Should there, have had some Swedish well, meatballs. It was, it was mostly the price of should everything. Should have gone to an Ikea. I should have gone to an Ikea. The, the price of everything, there were a couple of pubs I found that they looked very daunting, because I was far enough, I was in one of the outer islands of Stockholm, so things weren't in much English, and these, thre- these frightening-looking pubs with phenomenal prices on their menus uh, seemed a bit daunting. So I wonder if you go to an Ikea in Sweden, whether the furniture's all called Chris. Crispin and John and <laughs> Marcus and Fraser. I hope so. Fraser the Fraser the chair. <laughs> yes. Hmm. It's um. It's, so it's just. But luckily, I realised quickly that everyone was slipping and sliding everywhere. So even the locals couldn't cope with an inch of ice on the, every pavement. Well, it was yeah. phenomenal. Were they going? Ice goody, 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 goody. That's right. They were, and they're throwing uh, throwing chops and steaks over their shoulders. Energy meatballs. Yes, indeed. Mm. And they all were wearing white chef's hats. Were they? How was the flight? Boring. How did the aircraft land? Uh, it just it landed on the ice. It landed on the slippy, slidey. It was amazing. Just coming down to the runway, the runway itself was mostly clear, but actually there was huge swathes of ice all over it. No problem at all. It landed the plane. We're obviously quite used to it. We slid, slipped, and slid our way to the uh, to the to the <laughs> Sideways gate. to the gate. That's right. But it's like it's like just they just go. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's a bit snowy. So what? Um, uh, the trains. Uh, when I bought the train ticket, everything's so expensive mm. over there, and the train ticket cost a fortune. But um, twenty-minute journey. Uh, 40 minute in total was 48 for, uh, for, I thought 42 pounds hmm. so it was very uh, British pricing on the trains however they had a thing on their website saying if our train is more than 2 minutes late we'll give you a refund <laughs> which is not very British at all was it more than 2 minutes late? Uh, actually it was so um, bizarrely enough we got held up for some reason to so get um, your refund then. it seemed well they give you another ticket that seemed a little silly to have a ticket for a train I'm not going to go on you might Oh, I may, but I presume that would run out eventually. Mm. And the, but the journey back was perfect, absolutely, you know, exactly arriving on time. Good. Uh, so obviously I got a bit of an anomaly on the way down. And your hotel was rubbish. Right? Hotel was hilariously bad. It was awful. I had a room that was the width of the... A very narrow single bed, that width twice. <laughs> right. Um, and the length of twice a very short, narrow single bed. Mm. Um, with a tiny television that picked up about six... Barely picked up about six <laughs> Swedish stations... Um, and uh, BBC News Worldwide. En suite? Uh, yes, it was en suite, which was, which was nice. A bucket. It was a very strange room. It had a shower, which was not in any way separated from the rest, from the toilet. A very small bathroom, as you'd imagine. And the shower what? came from the sink. So it was a it was a offshoot of the sink tap <laughs> right. made the shower. I see. Um, it was very powerful and pleasant to use. But, a wet room. But it, it was a wet room. There was just a floor and just a, a wide floor and barely any distinction between that and, and the, the, rest, the rest of the... Well, no, the toilet was very much in the shower. <laughs> right. You could flush the toilet and shower at the same time. Or you could sit on the toilet and shower. It seemed a bit pointless for there to be a toilet at all for wheeze. You might as well just wee anywhere in there. No, but you could be sitting and still showering. You could be. You could, have a, you could genuinely have a poo and a shower at the same time. Yes. Um, I didn't think to try that. You should have. If I ever go back. An unusual experience. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was a hilariously tiny place with rubbish. The Wi-Fi was a joke, um, and the staff were just weird, very rude. They just looked at me like they were. Why smir- are you checking in here? They were smirking at me the whole time. Everybody said he's checked into a hotel, <laughs> and it wasn't a cheap room or anything, but it had no windows. 
Um, but it did have a big curtain on the wall to make it look like there'd be a window behind it. Which <laughs> did, you you pull pull back, the, did you pull the curtain? You pull back and it's just a blank wall, which is one of the most unsettling experiences I think I've ever had. That's very odd. It feels like a moment in a, in a horror movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just wrong that there should be a You're wall behind the cell. curtain. And I knew it wouldn't have a window because I booked a windowless room because it saved about four billion kroner. Um, or crowns, as they call them. Mm. Um, uh, but yes, it was still extremely peculiar. A very silly little room. Did um, it at least have a picture of a window? No, there was there were there was a picture, a nice enough picture on the of wall. a window. Uh, no, it wasn't behind the curtain. If someone had painted a window on the wall. Well, was that, what was behind the curtain? Just blank, plain wall. Why did they make wall? They should have painted a window. Yeah, they should have, but they didn't. So that was Sweden. Well, that was a lost opportunity. It was a great. It was a fun time, though. Nice people there. And it's really good to go on a trip on your own without having PR ferrying you around and telling you what to do and where to go. And the prostitutes. I didn't see any prostitutes. Well, no, the they may have. I didn't recognise well, them as prostitutes. Because PR wasn't there. Oh, we see. Yes, normally they'd be hiring us prostitutes exactly. and strippers. This time you had to... Cocaine. Make do on your own. I know. It's very hard to source cocaine in a foreign city when you don't speak the language. It is. I think really you didn't just know what to do with myself. A glass of coke. I could barely get that. Mm. Not for less than £1,000. <laughs> Such an expensive country. And they pay 50% tax, which is amazing. And they know exactly where their tax is going. Yes. And funny enough, they have one of the best infrastructures and health systems mm. in, the, in the world. Yes. Go figure. Oh, okay, I will if be. You go, off you go pop and figure. I will go and go. Oh, I've oh. talked. I feel like I've been quite boring about Sweden. I think you should talk in your raspy voice about something else. Well, I'm not going to talk about Sweden. Talk, talk about Norway. No, but what I will talk about... Is that um, I was very alarmed to read on one of the United States' top uh, news providers mm-hmm. that you've basically been promoting rape. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, I was quite alarmed to read that. Um, well, at Rock Paper Shotgun, we are big fans of rape. I know. And, um, uh, and any way we can encourage our readers to take part in the activity. So you've actually encouraged the people for whom you write reviews, mm-hmm. to put in the products of those reviews specific enticements to rape. That's right, yes. And we've been you've been rumbled. For years. You've been rumbled. Well, I think we've been celebrated, if anything. Yeah. Uh, Rupert yes. Murdoch is pleased. That's right. Bulletstorm, mm-hmm. a game in which contains uh, phrases like topless. Mm. <laughs> Sorry to say that on a pod- family Careful, podcast. I'm going, to, I'm going to start rummaging you. <laughs> and it also contains the word, I stress the word, yes. gangbang. Yes. And um, facial. Mm. I didn't see nothing. If you see, I'm playing this game and I have a desire to put cucumber slices on my eyeballs yes. and smear my face in mayonnaise. Yes. Um, and I'm going to sue them for that. Good. It's, uh, yes, it's a very, very, it's a very silly violent shooter. Um, the violence is cartoonish in the extreme. And it's the sort of um, thing that I would not decry as dangerous, but no. I would decry as just childish. But this delightful... Infantile. Ironically, bearing in mind it's supposed to be so adult. It's not actually adult at all. No, no, proud, proudly puerile. The yes. game is designed to be puerile. It's, mm. um, it's a great example of someone doing it on purpose rather than think, taking themselves so <coughs> ridiculously seriously and making something puerile. Right, well, fair enough. Um, gosh, you're going to kick that microphone no, off, not. You're doing your very best. And there was a... Um, a Fox News article. This is weeks ago now. A Fox and a News special article. lady. A Dr. Carol Lieberman. Yes. He's written classic works of uh, psycho- sociological uh, importance. Yeah. Like um how to feed uh, your cat no, no, after 12. Bad boys and why girls want them or something like that. <laughs> right. Um yes, yeah, so she's an authority on the subject. She uh pronounced that playing Bulletstorm would encourage people to rape. Um, and her evidence was yeah, lacking. 
She, um, she then this Fox News guy went around and got a bunch of quotes from various different industry experts mm-hmm. um, to consolidate this. Sex. <laughs> so I thought it seems a bit silly to leave it at that. So I thought I'd contact all the experts that he'd contacted, and it turned out that they all thought the opposite of, or well, most of them thought the opposite of what they've been quoted to say. Fair uh, one person had literally had the op- had the quote chopped in half yeah. to make him say the opposite of what he was saying. Um, another person was consulted and never quoted because he didn't give any quotes that could be taken out of context because they were all supportive of the game so he sent me his responses um, another guy who is actually genuinely concerned that playing violent video games causes violence in young people although has no evidence has no it could only provide anecdotal reports when um, you have a message from your wife yeah. which of your daughter yes um, show it to the microphone I will show it to the microphone um, and uh, yes and it turned out he's a big fan of Call of Duty and right. likes playing violent video games. Uh, uh, so, so he's special. He's not made violent because he's one of the special people. Well, no, no, he's an adult. And he believes adults should be allowed to play violent video games at absolute freedom. Which right. he was also not quoted as having said. Oh, um, so, yes, it was, the whole thing was completely dodgy. And then Carol, Dr. Carol Lehman also claimed to have been misquoted when, she, in fact, she'd been quoted entirely accurately because she went on to repeat her claims. Right. And then she provided her evidence, which was eight papers which she had either not read or was incapable of understanding because not a single one of them had anything to do with no. sexual violence. I think she'd just rape. done some keyword searches and I found papers that had frantic... the word violence in she them. Said, she said, my favourite thing about this It was, was a very frantic keyword search that yes. was done after the article. My fa- oh, very much after because yeah. my favourite thing about this woman <clears> was she was contacted by Kotaku and by Game, uh, um, Game Politics mm. to ask... Uh, for her evidence they phoned her to ask for evidence and to both she said oh oh, I don't have it to hand blah 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 it's fallen down the back of the sofa that's right and so dogs eat it's been filed away and the reason it's been filed away Mm -hmm. is because she thought she emailed to everyone who contacted her um, that everyone already believed everyone already knew that violent video games cause violence so it's a factoid it was a fact fact. so she just filed her information away because it wasn't necessary and the reason she knew that everyone knew was after the the, uh, Columbine massacre Mm -hmm. I thought that was caused by guns, not by video games. No, it turns out it was caused because they did, there was a phone poll was done soon mm-hmm. after that, in which the majority. Well, that's the, of the, that's the way that all science has done these said, days. Yeah, they said the Apparently, the Higgs boson was for mm-hmm. found via phone poll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are they are they they said that video games were involved in the shooting. People said this on the phone vote. Well, this was a phone vote at the time. Proof, if proof be made, exactly. What more can we possibly want? Mm. So she'd not she'd filed all her evidence away. So she she had to dig it all out or frantically Google for it. <laughs> yes, and, and everything. The, the, this woman, this woman is a charlatan and a fraud, yeah. and she's willfully so. She mm-hmm. is a, basically a thief. She steals people's money and doesn't give them the products that they think she's giving them. Well, I don't know. If she took any money for this quote. That's not true. for this. No, for her whole career. No, she's a qualified. You're wrong. She's a qualified doctor. No, she's not a genuine doctor. No, she's not a Gillian no, Heath fraud. She's no, a she's genuine a fraud. doctor. Don't care that she she went to university for the years rather than bought her PhD. She's still mm-hmm. a fraud. Well, she's a inc- you know, she's incompetent. You know, one can study art and still create fraudulent. Um, no, you can't copies create of art. fraudulent art. You can't. People have been thrown in prison for that. They they've been made. Don't, don't you know about that famous man who basically made his his um. Counterfeit art was too good and fooled too many people. Right. And eventually they found out through some mistake that he'd made and he's thrown into prison because he sold the art as coming from the art. And I think mm-hmm. if he's good enough to fool people... He's good enough know. artist, yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, there you go. You've just defended Carol Liebman. She's good enough to sound like a stupid incompetent... No, but she doctor. isn't. That's the problem. <laughs> she's, she's, she's not good enough. But anyway, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's, she's a fraud. fraud. She's not a Come fraud. on, Carol. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. Carol, you're a fraud. You're a, no you're a willful fraud. Come but on, she, she is. She's certainly... Um, pretending to be an expert on a subject about which she clearly knows absolutely nothing which is mm. 
which was evidenced by her own evidence. I went through it all. It took me... I spent a stayed up all night doing this one night, mm. just going through all the evidence. And funnily enough, there is actually some evidence. There's one published paper that demonstrates a link between sexual violence in video games and increased, a, a, increased acceptance of sexual... Uh, degradation toward women was I, this paper done. I, One I, paper. I read that paper. Um, it had a number of problems, and if oh it, yes, um, a very in particular, there was a post hoc ergo propter hoc problem with it. And if it had been included in a meta analysis, it would have been rejected. Exactly, it's n- and the fact there is no meta analysis because this is the only paper of its kind that was found. One of the uh, what really troubled me was the American Psychiatric Association released something a few years ago in which they stated that we, as an organisation, believe that video games cause violence. Psychiatry is a quack. And, and all of psychiatry is quackery and I say that because psychiatry is the same uh, realm of human discourse that until the 70s was absolutely certain that homosexuality yeah. homosexuality mm-hmm. was a, a serious a disease, mental disease yeah. Anybody, any group of people who can claim that without any doubt mm-hmm. and with tons and tons of apparent evidence and yeah. then can flick like that. No, they're, they're, this, they're a pseudoscience. Well, they the same like weather forecasters, they're a pseudoscience. Yeah. But what and was, economists. What was so peculiar is they had all this evidence. So there was a section in this which Lieberman linked to, which was their section to prove it sexual violence. I think you should say to which Lieberman linked. I'm sorry. And so all these... Uh, and so I went through every single... Re- they had six references there, I think, to justify mm-hmm. their statement that they, that they believe this as a body. And this is they the largest body... This is the largest body of no psychiatrists, yeah. psychiatrists in America. Um... And I went through all the links, and none of them, but for one, had anything to do with sexual violence. They literally had nothing to do. Well, with Well, that's why they use the word "believe." But it was, it was phenomenal that they, of all people, would put irrelevant links, just presumably hoping no one would bother to check them up. Yes, which I did. None of them were relevant, except for one, which claimed to be about the links between sexual violence and video games, which was listed as in their own notes as unpublished. Ah, uh, right. An unpublished paper. Mm. Was good enough evidence. It wasn't even published in a. It wasn't even published in a rubbish journal. It was unpublished. It was unbelievable, and it's written, funnily enough, by the same woman who wrote the only published paper arguing the same. So there seems to be only one person making this argument whose results are dubious and certainly not peer reviewed. I'm no fan of video games, but that's because I just think they're childish. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly do not believe that they cause. I do not believe that there's any evidence really that they no. cause anything more than when kids play with. Cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians, as they always have done. Mm-hmm. Children love to play violent games. It's the end of it, and they always have. Since the beginning of time, every society, every culture has children playing violent games because they're enacting their competitive and violent instincts. I'm sorry, whatever Lord Jesus said, they're there. <laughs> we have those instincts in us, mm-hmm. you know? And we either rid ourselves of them through games and sports uh. and emulations, or we can do it the or real war. way. Mm. So, you know, we have wars. In fact, I would imagine people who don't play computer games are probably more likely to go to war. I'd imagine so. You know, I think I don't think there's any necessary correlation. I think there probably is. But there's 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 certainly no evidence. The problem is people there are violent people, there are violent video games. And so you can very easily draw uh, link the two together because you will find that there are violent people who play violent video games. And if you don't look for violent people, there are very few games games. consoles in the Democratic Republic of Congo or (laughs) Rwanda. And, and interestingly enough, and uh, even Adolf didn't mm. have anything except a very old Game Boy. He had a very uh, one of the original Game Boys. The, the, the other monochrome. But he ones. only had Doctor Mario for yeah, it. It's true. Um, the and Tetris, which is a very violent game. That's, that's frightening. That game. Yeah. There's a um, oh, where's my brain going? Oh, you made me. If you put me off my point, it was going to be so good. Oh yes, 
there's a larger way of dealing with these issues, which is, if violent video games cause violence, then why is there not an epidemic of violence? You cannot get around... But there is. Rape has gone up 8 billion and 12% in America in the last year. Or, as it turns out, in the last 20, 30 years... She said it's caused the increase in rape. It's causing the increase in rapes in America. Uh, rape has dropped since 1970s. Rape has dropped by 85% in America. And that, that is interesting a, because that against. also correlates against an increased yep. report of rape. Yep. People are, every proper study has shown that women are much more likely mm-hmm. to report rape now than they used to be. So the actual fall is much more than that. So it's extraordinary, an extraordinary yeah. fall in rape, which is something we should be celebrating rather yes, than ignoring. Be. Yes, possibly because of video games. Yes, video games are causing us be- to be- ignore be- the fall be- in rape. People can rape pixels instead of ladies which is good all gentlemen gentlemen can be raped even though you don't believe it (laughs) do I not believe that wow that's a terrible opinion for me to apparently Scotland doesn't either does it not apparently under Scottish law it has to be penetration with a gentleman's part into a lady's part good heavens am I boring you yes very much so Uh, all this talk of rape all this talk of rape that bores me silly Mm. yeah so that's that's it I think we're done we're all done yeah are we yeah and we are Okay. Well done. Well done. So we should probably uh, we should probably um, mention what's happening next week. Listen to next week's one. We're not going to say what's happening, but next week is... If you're wondering what happened to the 40th, 50th and 60th episodes of Rum Doings, they are all happening next week. Unless, of course, it doesn't, ha- unless of course, it doesn't happen. Along with the 63rd episode. Yes. It's going to be... It's, so, it's a big simulcast. It is a simulcast of, of four episodes in one. We've genuinely got a remarkable guest... Um, we're really excited to have John Finnemore because we really admire his writing but I think it's safe to say that most people have never heard of him no because they I only know of his products not exactly they, they enjoy Mitchell and Webb they don't realise where the words came from well the good ones the good words <laughs> came from were coming from yeah. John Finnemore we were very excited to have him on the show and it was, re- it was really great of him to agree to do it next week's guest you have heard of which is very exciting yep um, and he fits in perfectly with our themes so see you then um, of cream tea that's right do, do you think he'll need a cream tea before we start or she <laughs> or she I've given it away. It's a boy. That's it. They've all figured out who it is now because I said that. It's Prince Philip. Oh, Nick, (laughs) I told you not to say. Bye. Goodbye.